Welcome to the Michael Cheney podcast. I'm the owner of growfast.biz. I've grown from zero to several million dollars in personal net worth with my internet businesses, and I'm on a mission to give away everything I know for free. I'm doing this because I want to leave a legacy, I want to make a difference in the world, and if you ever need help implementing it all, you might want to reach out to us. This is a video that I've thought about doing for a while and basically not had the balls to do it. A few years ago, my dad died and it was completely out of the blue and it completely hit me for six. And I want to explain what that was like, the journey that I went through since then, and hopefully it might help you if you've gone through the same thing, whether it's a loss of your dad or your mom or a family member or somebody close to you, hopefully it might help you personally and particularly if you're in your own business or as an entrepreneur. Now, just to give you a bit of background, my dad pretty much brought me up from sort of early teens onwards. He divorced from my mom and my mom has suffered from mental illness almost all her life. Since I was about 12 years old, she's really suffered badly with mental illness and has been in and out of hospital since then. And in the past sort of 10 years or so has been almost exclusively living in a hospital. She's of a position now where you can't really communicate with her. And as a result, it was actually my dad that brought me up. Now, my dad was a kind of old school guy, very old fashioned, didn't like to show his emotions, not very forthcoming with affection or anything like that. I mean, the best you got was maybe a, you know, a pat on the back. I would get like a half hug when we used to go to football games together. And if our team scored, I would get like a half hug. And I was like more excited about the hug than I was the goal going in. And for the longest time in my life, I was really doing everything I could to work towards making my dad proud and really trying to win his affection, you know, and trying to basically feel loved by my dad. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that he didn't love me. I know that he did, but he certainly didn't verbalize that or even demonstrate it kind of outwardly, if you know what I mean. So one of the main reasons I even set up my business in the first place was to try and win his affection and try and show him, look at what I've done and try and make him feel proud. So that he would say, Michael, I'm proud of you. He never said that. And it got to a certain time in my life when I realized that was never, ever going to happen. I was never, ever going to hear those words from my dad, either I love you or I'm proud of you. And I'd worked really, really hard to get to the point where that might happen. You know, I'd quit my job. I'd worked really hard on my business. I'd made by that point, hundreds of thousands of dollars personally, and then on onto millions of dollars, but it never, never occurred. It just never came. Hey, Chaniacs, if you're a visual learner and you'd like to get my free teachings on video, then head over to my YouTube channel because seeing things on screen can actually help you retain the information better. So if you want to do that, just go to youtube.com forward slash Michael Cheney. That's youtube.com forward slash Michael Cheney. Okay, back to the show. Now, interestingly, I've got a half brother. We share the same mother and he's 10 years older than me. And we sat down this is when my dad was still alive. And he said to me, oh, it's okay for you because, you know, dad spent a lot of time with you and he loved you and, you know, he showed you a lot of affection. And I was like, what? And he thought it was just him because he wasn't 
technically my dad's biological son, but he didn't realize that it was also felt the same to me. Probably not as bad, admittedly, but in terms of not getting affection or kind of uh, credit or anything like that, I felt the same as my half-brother did. And it was kind of a real eye-opening experience for him to hear that. Now I was pretty brave and I wrote a letter to my dad when I kind of discovered this and sort of said, you know, can we break the cycle here? Like, why are you not saying it? Why are you not showing it? Like, what do I need to do? And I spoke to him on the phone like a week or so after that and he just said, I can't, it's just the way that I'm brought up. I just, it's just not something that we do, but I do feel that way. I mean, even then, even when I openly wrote him a letter about it, I mean, because, you know, I couldn't say it to him face to face. He still didn't say it. So anyway, it got to a point in my life where I realized I was never going to get that. So I kind of felt like, okay, I'm out on my own now. I kind of set this thing up. I'm striving really hard in life. Yes, for myself and yes, for my wife, my family, but also to sort of prove to my dad and show my dad and say, hey, look at me. But after that time, I was like, no, now it's, I've kind of got to do it on my own. But then in 2019, my dad died. It was a massive heart attack totally out of the blue. He was 75 and he dropped dead in his home on his own one night. And he was outwardly very healthy. He would do a little bit of exercise most days. He was a keen gardener. He didn't drink, didn't smoke, ate healthily. and just went bam. Now all of us in the family thought he probably had at least 10 years, thought he was going to make it at least his mid eighties, if not older because of how he looked after himself, but it just wasn't to be the case. Now that sent me into a huge downward spiral. Now people say that if you really only become an adult when your dad dies. Okay. Now I'm not sharing this with you to like, oh, woe is me. And uh, you know, how sad it is for me that, you know, my dad died when I was in my forties or whatever. I know many people don't have fathers, never knew their fathers, or they died when they were five or, you know, everybody's got a story to tell. I'm really telling it just from my point of view, so you can understand what I went through. Maybe you resonate with it in some way. Maybe it can help you through what you're going through. So it was a huge downward spiral. And at the time I was really disillusioned with my business at the time. I didn't really find, I didn't have a way to express myself of who I really was in my business. So I felt a little bit disingenuous in what I was doing in my business. Then my dad died. And then the year after was 2020 and I got long COVID. Now people say, oh yeah, I got COVID and they were in bed for a week or whatever, or they had a sniffle. I lost all my energy and my appetite. I still don't have an appetite three years later. I could literally, and if I, unless I'm reminded to eat, I do not eat. Now that sounds like a great problem to have. Many people, oh wow, I wish I had that. It's not. Okay. Because you can quickly get sick. You can lose weight. I have to sort of work hard to take on the right nutrition and I don't never know when I'm hungry or when I'm full because I just don't, the connection of appetite with my stomach has gone. And basically COVID went to my stomach, attacked my stomach and my stomach reacted and started digesting on itself, attacked my esophagus, all this kind of nightmare stuff, right? Now, before that, I was able to, I used to be a keen cyclist. I would cycle like a hundred miles in one go. I'd cycle several hundred miles a week. I'd compete. I could race for 20 minutes at 170 beats per minute heart rate, full max. After I got long COVID, I would walk for five, 10 minutes and need to sleep for an hour. And I felt that way for a year. I, I then entered depression. So 
all these things kind of came at once. Disillusion with the business. My dad passed away. Long COVID. No energy. Depression. And then I was on antidepressants to try and try and get through that. It's basically just rock bomb, suicidal thoughts. The whole works. So, what got me out of that was time, primarily. And people say, oh, you know, time's a great healer. It just takes time, and it is quite often there's just nothing you can do you've got to listen to your body listen to your mind and listen to where you're at in life i was at a point where i would try and force myself to do stuff work physical stuff anything get out of bed but really i was trying to go against the grain i was trying to like push a thousand barrels up a hill simultaneously and you just can't do it you need to recognize when you need to rest when you need to give yourself time i mean i'd been pushing constantly for what was you know 50, uh, 45 years pretty much it felt you know i mean not since a baby but say my adult life let's just say 25 years constantly driving the business driving forward trying to prove myself trying to win my dad's affection and then he'd got he was wiped out overnight he never got to say those words to me i never really got to say those words to him of I love you and I'm proud of you and thank you. And it was it was really, really tough. Hey, if you're on Facebook, you'll want to join my fast-growing point-click-profit group. It's a free group where I do deep dives on how to grow your internet business fast. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash point-click-profit and I'll see you there. Now, back to the show. Now, one of the most difficult things to deal with in that time was knowing what to do like in a way it felt kind of freeing there was nobody now watching over me nobody was going to make a judgment about what i did i didn't have to report to somebody every couple of weeks on a phone call say how's it going and how's business going and blah 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 it was now on me but at the same time nobody really gave a crap like you know there was nobody kind of guiding nor kind of instructing or any kind of expectation which feels, sounds like it's a freeing thing, but it was actually quite the opposite. Because when you've got a lot of options like that, particularly in business, you can quickly feel overwhelmed. Sometimes it's actually better if people just say, just do this one thing. You've got, or you've got A or B, rather than you've got A through Z to choose from. But slowly, piece by piece, I rebuilt myself. Now, for me, it was an unusual situation because in the years prior to my dad passing away, I was fortunate that I was able to put a lot of money away, millions away in the bank and assets and savings and investments and insurance and pensions and all of this different stuff. So that technically I could have just retired. I mean, there are many people who retire on less money than I've got. You know, I've got a lot more than many lottery winners have, but doing nothing just didn't appeal to me. It's never really appealed to me. Just chilling out and i don't know golfing lying you know on a beach or whatever for the rest of my life like for a week yeah i mean for two weeks possibly but then i just go out of my mind i'm like well i'm not doing anything i'm not adding any value there's no challenge where's the challenge where's the sense of achievement where's the contribution where's the making a difference where's the you know the ripple effect out in the universe so i was fortunate that in that kind of time away from the business and really time away from life completely i was able to ask myself why like why am i doing this what is the point what next and i was fortunate that i had that time to do that to take you know several months or even up to a year off pretty much 
effectively off to make that decision. Many people are just forced straight back into work. And what a lot of people do during a period of grief is they make life-changing decisions that they cannot change, but they're doing it from a place of complete instability. So they will say, oh, right, that's it. I realize now I'm mortal. It's really brought into focus my sense of mortality, that life is short. Screw the job. Screw the wife. I'm going to get divorced. Forget this. I'm going to a different country. And then a year or two years from now, they're like, what the heck was that? Like, what did I just do? Like, that was a whirlwind. You know, I made all these snap decisions, but I wasn't in the right headspace. Now I was fortunate that I didn't have to do that because of the money that I'd had put away. But on the flip side of that coin, it put, left me in a position where I really had to come up with something that would be bigger than money to enable me to keep living. I needed a driving force that was bigger than me to get me out of bed in the morning and stop me from doing something stupid because, you know, I didn't really have anything else. Now, so I'm fortunate, I'm happily married, we've got kids and I love my family, I love my wife, but in terms of my contribution to the world and to society, just getting up and being with them and kind of helping them, financially, I'd kind of already done it. And I could be there with time, but you can't like full time just say, okay, I'm going to, you know, be with my family full. I mean, they're off to school. You know, my wife's got her own life to lead. I needed something, right? So what I did is I wrapped myself around contribution, actually helping others. And rather than trying to grow a business, I started trying to make a difference and leave a legacy, which is a real cheesy thing. And a lot of people throw that, oh, I want to leave a legacy. And I, you know, some people by legacy mean, oh, I want to make, you know, $10 million so that, you know, I can get this fancy gravestone. Oh, I want to, you know, put my kids through college. I mean something that lives longer than me, not because of me or is attached to my name, but something that I imbue or put into so many other people worldwide that it becomes its own thing regardless of me. Like if I were totally not to even exist, my name didn't exist, my business never existed, when I'm gone, not that I live on, but that the knowledge and the contribution and desire to help other people lives on. That, that was really what started driving me forward. So I went off on a bit of a mission and I was like giving money away. I was giving thousands of dollars away, left, right and center. I did these huge giveaways. I'd jump on Skype calls and Zoom calls with people. And if they were in need, I would just say, hey, here you go, here's $1,000. And I started changing from being like grabbing stuff and trying to attract things towards me and trying to make more and get more and do more just to, that's just switched it and just became about giving. And which again, sounds cliched, but it had to be that. It had to be something that was bigger than me. It had to be bigger than getting money or bigger than a vacation or bigger than a house or a car because I just didn't have the motivation to do that because I already had the money. And I've ironically, I can't, I just don't buy stuff. I literally do not buy stuff. I cannot remember the last time I bought anything over the price of about $30. I just don't. It's not that I'm tight. It's just, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. I don't want a fast car. I want a Rolex in a competition by being a top promoter for a product. I wouldn't buy a watch like that. I like playing the game. I like the numbers. I like the numbers going up in the accounts and I like seeing the look on people's faces when they get it. And I like getting messages from people saying, oh, you made a difference in my life. I was able to retire. I was able to pay off. That for me is what it's about. So hopefully this has been of value for you. If it has, make sure you check out the other videos on my channel. I'll show you step-by-step -step how to grow your business. 
and I'll speak to you soon. Hey, Chaniacs, I'd be eternally grateful if you'd leave a review for me on this podcast. I don't put any ads or sponsorships on here, so when you leave a review, it helps get this free training into the hands of the entrepreneurs who really need it. It just takes a few clicks to do, and your review will make my day. And more importantly, it will create a ripple effect to help the fate and fortunes of countless entrepreneurs. Thank you.